What did we just watch, Amy? We watched Descendants Part Trois. Is that three in French? It is three in French. Okay. <laughs> Descendants Three. Descendants. I guess it's not Part Three. Descendants yeah, three. it was definitely not a part it's of the, the other threequel. movies. The threequel. The, the threequel. Not to be confused with the squeakquel. What is a squeakquel? It's what they call the second Alvin and Chipmunks movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, this is this threequel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think? Uh, it's, well, it's a fun, silly movie. And I said <laughs> we should save this one until we really need it. And uh, I think that this was maybe the lowest point of quarantine so far this week. <laughs> and um, so we busted it out. So we busted In case it. Of emergency break glass. We busted it out. Um, but I gotta say, it is a fun, silly movie. Except, except it is made. It's 2020 now. It was yeah. made in 2019. Disney, can we please get some queer representation? <laughs> what are you talking about? Gil and Jay totally had the hots for each other. I ship that. <laughs> I mean, I guess you can really, you can read that when you need a queer reading. Just something and to Descend- see yourself Descendants represented. Descendants 2 definitely had the love song between Evie and... It is, but that is like... <laughs> Evie and Mal. Uh, not explicit. Yeah, I believe the term is uh, queer baiting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there you go. There you go, Aine. Uh, well, it's plausibly deniable, but if you really, really want to, you can read I it into it. I just don't understand why we don't have that. I mean, yeah. I do. <laughs> they, Disney is not a progressive company. No. And they are want to hit as many people as possible. Yeah. In the guise of being family friendly. Right, right. Which, of course, ignores all of the families that don't look like that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Although I was definitely getting a vibe off Gil and Jay. That's that's fair. (laughs) That's fair. I guess I was reading it more as a bromance because I see it as, like, impossible. Oh, it was written as a bromance. Yeah. Absolutely. It's impossible. (laughs) For anything else to occur. But they decided to go on an adventure together. They did. And then they bumped chests. And, like, while everybody else was having their romantic moments with, you know, Doug and Evie back together and Mal and Ben. That's true. So it's a parallel. Yeah. Narratively speaking, there is a reading of it there. Was it meant to be there? Only in the plausibly deniable sense, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah, there's not there's not a lot of diversity either. Um, I mean... There's some... Yeah. I feel like Disney tries to check off some boxes. Yes. They're very much in the, the quota version of diversity and inclusion. Which they have been... <laughs> forever. For, forever. Forever. So, For a long time. Those are had, my gripes right now. The um the daughter of the villain from... Frog Princess, which was, of course, Disney's first. I was wondering. I had to look it, it up. I, that yeah, was yeah. Not one I knew. Right, first and only black princess yes. who had to become a different creature. Yes. In order to. <laughs> yeah. Frog Wait, princess. does she become the frog? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it has so to she, become she a different the frog, creature. And the frog's to... like, "Kiss me to make me not be a fr- frog anymore." And she kisses him, and then she turns into a frog. So yeah, she spends the majority of the movie not. As a black woman. 
but as a frog. But yes. yes. Yeah. I mean, we can, we can, and, and do talk about all of the things that Disney's doing in that space that are not enough. Not enough. Not enough. Um, Oh, that reminds me, there was a big deal with, um, in Ralph, Wreck-It Ralph 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Mm -hmm. there's a scene where the female main character, whose name I don't know because I've not seen this movie, goes and ends up at a slumber party with all of the other Disney princesses, which was featured heavily in the trailers. And she's like, are y'all okay? (laughs) Because it's like, were you you kidnapped or... (laughs) Like Help the castle, or <laughs> trying to be murdered. That perspective. Um, but the woman from Princess and the Frog, whose name I do not remember, isn't it Tatiana? It is. Thank you. Is in that scene, um, and when the trailer came out, there was a lot of flack given to what her hair looked like in this supposed like bedroom sleeping scene, uh-huh. um, because it was not representative of what how black women actually take care of their hair at oh, night. Oh, okay. She wasn't, like, in a scarf. No. And that got fixed in later updates because there were people who were like, you didn't let a single black woman look at this. Mm. <laughs> well, at least they fixed it. They made it. the adjustments. Diversity yeah. behind the scenes and in front yeah. of the camera. Both sides matter. <laughs> both sides matter. But not in the other way. <laughs> not in the yeah. normal both sides way. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I think what was getting me, like, yes, it's a fun, silly movie. And we'll talk about that Yeah. also. Eventually. But what I, I mean, I it's just the the mood. Yeah. Uh, it's not even the national state moment. Of, state of mind. Yeah. Um, right now, uh, I kept getting <laughs> snarky. Snarky. Yeah. I was, and I wrote it down and I said, do you think that Disney knows that they're telling a story about how prison should be rehabilitative and not a lifetime of inhuman conditions creating generational poverty. Look at the note I wrote. Descendants as metaphor for restorative justice. I was like, because that's exactly what this is, and I don't think it knows No, it. I want to write that essay, though. <laughs> like, you're trying to be, like, both sides pleasing all the sides that you can, but that's a pretty freaking progressive message. <laughs> Wrapped up in a children's movie that I'm not sure you realize you is there. It. Yeah, but yes, but um, I think yeah, someone had the idea of like, oh, what if we made the, the villains' kids the main characters, and then spun out this universe to fit that, and accidentally wound up at restorative justice. <laughs> because that's the closest thing there is to a narrative thread right. amongst all three films. Yeah, yeah, it's it's that. They put some trust and faith into the villains' kids, mm-hmm. if not the the ultra villains yeah. themselves, because it's not the kids' fault yes. that the villains we're are bad. their parents and and were bad. Yeah, um, and they once they see the good side of things, mm-hmm. they become yeah good. Although the movie, the movies uh, in each movie, still have. A very hard line distinction between good and bad. Like there's right. very there's, there's no nuance. There's no in between. <laughs> there is literally a separation between them. And yes. like if you cross the bridge from one to the other, you have to become the other. That's the whole whole thing. But yes. Well, and it's funny because I don't think anybody 
watching this movie, no matter your political views, I could be wrong. Yeah. He's going to watch this and go, no, they definitely should not have opened the bridge between... <laughs> Ob- the island of the lost. The island, the the villain side, and the and the, the, the good side. The United they, States of Aradon. Um, they definitely shouldn't have done that. And criminals should be punished for life. Yeah. And their children too, and their grandchildren, <laughs> and their great grandchildren, mm-hmm. and they should be over there. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was. It's like this is the happy ending. Yeah. For all audience members, they <laughs> see the good in others. <laughs> They even let the villains over. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't know how that's going to go, but yeah. um, right, the idea of restorative justice is that prison is... Re- it's not punishment. <laughs> it's rehabilitation yeah. in, in some way. And, and um, it doesn't... It shouldn't look like prison as we think of it today. You know, the, the, the system that is a prison is not conducive to restorative justice at all, which is... Something that lots of people have written books about, and you can go read them. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So the premise of Descendants 3 is, uh, uh, well, there's not really a strong difference between the three movies. <laughs> They're all the same movie. Right. What, what do you expect from a Disney Channel <laughs> channel movie? But they're ha- the, the villains' kids are happy. They're trying to expand, like, the villains that can come over. Before we even get to that, can we talk about how VK was not a thing that was in the first two movies? No. And then all of a sudden we're just throwing around this thing like it's a it's a known phrase. Yeah, it stands for villains kids. <laughs> yeah, we'll even explain it in the opening narration. Right, that's what the opening number's about. <laughs> VK all day. Yeah. Put your V's in the air. Like, what? What? V's as in villains? Are we, what are we doing here? Don't. Yeah. But that's the question I ask in all of the songs. Yeah. What are we doing here? It's fair. Some more than others. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, we just pretended that VK was a phrase that we had uh, always been using in terms of these villains' children's. Uh, yeah. So yes, yeah. we're bringing so over some more Some more VKs. VKs villains' kids. <laughs> um, and now I can't even remember what goes wrong. What goes wrong? Oh, Audrey's upset. Audrey's upset. Sleeping Beauty's and, daughter. And... In conjunction with that, or, or coincidental with that, Hades tries to escape the island. Right. And this is our first mention or appearance of Hades. Right, because we have a whole Disney universe, so we can pop in a mm-hmm. lot of characters at any yeah. time Which we does want to. raise the question that I have, and I, I feel like I've had throughout all of these movies, is the entire population of both Aradon and the population of the island... Solely comprised of, like, named characters and their descendants. Are there any, like, extras? Like, I like obviously, everybody who's on the island is bad and was put on the island because they were bad. Mm-hmm. And their kids are now on the island and, and are also being punished. But was it, like, villains? We have, like, some named henchmen, obviously, because mm-hmm. we have Smee shows up and... Um, Smee's the only one that's coming to mind right now. But, like, is it all just, like, everyone can trace their lineage back to one particular villain? 
or hero or hero well yeah. villain on the on the other side and and hero on the, the i mean that, that is kind of the kind of the sense that i get but if you think back to these fairy tale movies they're based on there were people subjects yeah in all those so maybe some of them are descendants of of, of, of just the, the regular the old regular old folks yeah Okay, other lackeys. You've got Sleepy's. <laughs> is it Sleepy or Dopey? It's dopey's son. Dopey's son, dopey's son Doug. Doug. I uh, like Doug. Yeah, like the fairy godmother's daughter Jane. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Audrey is upset because her perfect plan to be the perfect girlfriend and, and then marry ben. queen of Aradon by marrying Ben has been upset in the first film. Yeah. In we, the first she film. She wasn't in the second movie. We didn't talk about that. <laughs> no, no, they did talk about it. They said like, she was she's somewhere on an else. She's yes. somewhere else. Um and so she decides to go bad um out of revenge. Yeah, because she couldn't couldn't be, get exactly what she wanted, so she decided to be evil. Well, I mean, and to be fair, her grandmother was putting, like, too much pressure yeah. on her yeah. uh, to follow through on this this perfect plan. Yes, because plan. There's, there's room for nuance in here about uh-huh. the ideas of good and evil, but this uh, yeah. movie doesn't want to deal with those. Right, <laughs> right, because the grandmother's not encouraging her to follow her dreams and find yeah. her true love. No. She's like, your is... mother was much better at trapping a man. Yes. <laughs> uh Keeping him interested and, you know, gaining power by marrying into power. Yeah. I mean, she's still like a princess, so she's... Whatever. I'm, I mean, I, I'm starting to think that this is like the, the royal situation in War and Peace. Yeah. Where, like, everyone's, everyone's a, prince a prince or princess. Or princess. Like, what is the aristocracy compli- here? It's very complicated. But that's clearly a parallel to what's going on here, as I think was intended by the creators of The Descendants, was really to mimic War and Peace. Yes. That was definitely intentional on their part. It's really an adaptation. I mean, yeah. I'm reimagining. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a reimagining of it. So she goes bad, and, you know, everybody has to defeat her, basically. Which requires uh, Mal to go get Hades' ember, which Mm -hmm. is the source of his power, which is more powerful than the staff that Audrey has stolen. Mm -hmm. Turns out Hades is Mal's father. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Which, again, raises more questions, not fewer. <laughs> like, well, what about everybody else's parents, like, that we didn't see in the first movie? <laughs> right, right, because they're all, like, we only know their named villain. Yes. Parent. The one they are named after, in all cases, with the exception of Carlos. Um, right, we can't figure out Carlos, the, the etymology of, of his name from <laughs> Cruella de Vil. Um, yeah, so, so that's the movie... There are fun song and yeah. dance numbers. This is definitely a movie where the parts are greater than the whole. Yes, yes. Um, there were so many things that were like, that's amazing. I love this moment or this ridiculous thing that's happening right now. Um, whereas the actual like thrust of the story was pretty cookie cutter. Right, right. Same, 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 yeah. same, same. Same, same. Um, yeah, you almost, you did lose it when the... Uh, the armor suits of armor yes, started dancing because it was ridiculous <laughs> and she put a spell on them for them to dance like each of the, the, yes, the good like characters to them? i as, don't know because they were being controlled by audrey and then you're trying to f- f- fight um dance fight fight and dance dance fight and, <laughs> and mal flips the switch by making them dance the way that all the the, the good quote-unquote characters are dancing which seems like a 
odd way to fight. Like, why not just stop them? I know. <laughs> that was that was the most ridiculous. Yeah, I broke. I, and, that and broke And that is where Kevin, Kevin broke. Throw up my hands. I don't know what's going on anymore, but it's fantastic. It's just... Just because that's why we're doing this, right? And they only have they the suits of armor can only copy the characters' dance moves that are standing on a little dais. Yeah, where the spell was cast podium. from. <laughs> right, where the spell was cast from. So they all so take they can turns. trade off. Yeah. Um. So at that point, I I I don't know. Is this a fight song? What is this? Is this just a celebratory song? What are we doing here? Um. I did also laugh to myself when I had the realization of how much of um, Audrey's, like, acting um, was her staring at a staff and screaming. Yeah, you also <laughs> lost it there. Yeah, I think they they had to cut to her about ten times and she had ten different screams. Yeah. When she, her plans were getting yeah. frustrated. Oh, no. ah, um, and it's all, like, the yeah. same shot. They just filmed She's them in just a row. Doing it. Slightly differently. Yeah, you know, they only time. had her for like six days out of the twenty they were shooting, and they yeah. had to just fit all of that in. <laughs> yeah. Very much what it felt like to yeah. me. Because she can see her the inside. She has an orb in the staff that she can kind of see what's happening. Yeah, and and she's commentating yeah. on it while it's happening by s- different degrees of screams and grunts. Yeah, I just I just had the, the mental image of the filming of that scene yeah. or those scenes. Now try it this day. Okay, that's now, good. Now stare uh, deep into the crystal. <laughs> yeah, and she did a good job with it. Like I was really impressed by her as an actress. I think she's she's pretty good. I yeah, yeah seeing her on Charmed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's real good. She's got too. yeah. She she yeah, she elevated the movie. I, I feel like I don't know. I have I have such mixed feelings about the like the core cast. I think they're all good at what they do. I don't think the script supports them ever. That's other fair. than Mal. Like I, the particularly two and three became like Mal stories. Right. I mean, in cookie cutter films, they're not going to flesh out. Yeah. But the first one I thought did a really pretty good job of like giving each of the four main characters a narrative arc. Yes. Yes. And like by the end of the first movie, they've all got those arcs completed. And then from then on, it's really only Mal that gets additional arcs. Yes, it's her growth and development. Yeah. The other characters are like kind of firmly and good and not having any conflicts yeah. with anyone. Yeah. Um, we find in the second one, Mal and Una have this conflict, who's mm-hmm. Ursula's daughter, and they... They don't like each other. They, yeah. But then they yeah. do like each other by the end of this movie, because that's uh, how this works. <laughs> right, right. But a lot of it's based on Mal and Una's continued dislike yes. for each other. Yeah, well, and that's that's a narrative thrust of this movie, is, yeah. is they have to, they're forced to work together to stop this new evil. Yeah. Uh, we call that the X-Men 2 approach. Right. Well, this... <laughs> Who is surprised that in a Disney movie, the sequel and the threequel, they lose, like, what was successful in the first, mm-hmm. you know... Oh, and they just see the singing and dancing spectacularness yeah. of it and, and go further with, Although, with that. I really liked the majority of the songs in this one. I yeah. feel like in the second one I struggled with some of them. I was like, I don't know if this is doing it. Like the love song between Mal and Evie was great. Um, but like I couldn't remember any of the other ones. There may have been one on a pirate ship. Yeah. That, 
the what I remember the most from the second one was the closing number, which I don't remember yeah, the, the closing song number enough, was amazing. but the dancing the dance with the the water That's that true. that was, that was real great. Good. Um, uh, yeah, I like the songs. Maybe less impressed with the dancing this time. Yeah, the dance wasn't as, as great. However, in the opening number, which so it just starts with an opening number. There's no dialogue first. Yeah. Um, which was the VK all day. <laughs> <laughs> um, number. I was really getting a Newsies vibe. And yeah. as a number, that was my favorite one of, like, an ensemble dance. That worked really well. Um, and I and think, like, historically, like, in one and two, they had similar opening numbers. Yes. And those both worked really well. Although one and second one was, like, a dream sequence because we have to start with everybody reformed, but we have to replicate what was in the first one. And it's just like, yeah. what? Yeah. But yes, um, that was a really good number. I don't know. My favorite was Evie singing about kissing Doug and the true love's kiss. Yeah, that was I cute. loved that song. I loved yes. that dance. I loved everything about that. Yeah, um, yeah. I loved Mal and Uma singing the backup song, but like in sort of a distracted, like get on with it sort of way. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> It is, just, just one kiss. Just one kiss. Well, it is nice too that like it's like uh, such a cliche mundane tired trite oh true love's kiss will f- yeah true love's kiss is gonna fix any broken spout like just yeah, just, do, just it. do it just do just it kiss the boy and then Whereas we'll solve it that's like the climax of most of these yes. princess movies that it's sort of become cliche enough that disney's willing to play with that which we saw in like the original frozen as well played with that a lot um to good effect um, but yeah, now it's just like, oh, he's spelled. Well, you're in love with him. Just kiss him and we can get him back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on. It's like, it's a get out of jail free card. Yeah. Yeah. We got things to do. We got to save these other folks. Come on. Although you notice uh, Mal didn't use the true love's kiss when her boyfriend got turned into stone. It's true. It's I'm true. just saying. They weren't uh, carrying that. Yeah. We're carrying that thought through. Well, I mean, to be fair, it was it was Una's idea, so you know, Mal didn't think of it. <laughs> Maybe it doesn't work on stone. It breaks all spells. Mm. Apparently. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you can't solve the like everybody's everybody's, everybody's problem. Asleep. Yeah, but you can at least get a couple of your main players back. <laughs> and that's that's one of the things that I think bugged me the most throughout this movie. Even the like narrative song or the the true love's kiss song which i thoroughly enjoyed was how many decisions in the movie were like very clearly like oh we wanted to have this moment how do we narratively get to that like oh everybody in the universe everybody in aradon has fallen asleep if they haven't been turned to stone and that's been established and we all know that and we've had a couple scenes of people reacting to that but then when evie sh- meets sees doug she's like oh no wake up doug wake up doug and Una even's like, like we know that's not going to work. Like no. everybody's asleep, but we wanted to have this song where she was going to kiss him, so we had to like give her the motivation to like he needs to wake up. Why isn't he? Why isn't he waking up? And it was like to to have that narrative momentum rather than something that in any way happened organically. <laughs> Nothing about this movie was organic. No, no, it is the kind of devolution of of uh, house sequels and yeah. House. Um, but if there was a kind of decline in any narrative arc, mm-hmm. um, every time 
with each new installment, like it looks like the budget gets bigger oh, yeah. and bigger. The costumes get better. The hair and makeup the gets better. The CGI gets better. The yeah, CGI gets better. <laughs> oh. Like when we saw the flashbacks to the first movie. You're like, oh, that looks so... Oh, that's gross. <laughs> like low tech. It's like watching something from the 90s. Yeah. Yes, it is very clear they've gotten more budget as this has been more successful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is great. But I I mean, I love the aesthetics of it. Mm-hmm. I like uh yeah, I love the costume designs yeah. and the like punkishness of it and the the hair, the hair colors. And I honestly I think that we have in the last few years come quite a long way with um color, like color for hair. Yeah. Like those kind of unicorn colors. Mm-hmm. Um, two, they just keep getting deeper and richer. And more impressive. And more impressive <laughs> and like more, we can have blue and purple and you can kind of see the difference yeah. in, in I, mean, I figured they were all wigs, but. Well, yeah, but you gotta like. You gotta get, buy something. You gotta get to those colors. <laughs> yes. You gotta get to those colors. Yeah. Um, and I like how. Mal's costumes now um they kind of like went back to their jumpsuits for a while Mm -hmm. which were kind of their standard costumes but when she wasn't in a jumpsuit all of her costumes brought to mind a dragon yes in in not like explicit it's it's obvious there was like a wing on her shoulder or something but But, there's a clear design sensibility throughout it Which I have headcanoned that Evie made all of those because she's a designer and she's very good at that. Right, right. Because that's where she landed in the first film. And then nothing As a designer (laughs) and as having a a great big heart. Yeah. And that was great. And it was really good character development. And then she didn't change again. No. She just continues. (laughs) I mean, it's either that or Mal kind of repeating the same mistakes over and over again, which is what she got. (laughs) Right. And really, we don't know who Carlos and Jay are. No. I feel like they... Got the most in the first movie. I think everything after that was giving them the short stick. Like, I didn't even remember Carlos and Jane having a thing in the second one. I kind of. Kind of. Like, I believe that that happened, but I was not impressed by it. Or, like, it didn't leave an impression on me. I think the dog may have had more lines than Carlos. I was thinking about that when we were watching it. The Bobby Moynihan-voiced dog. Um. Although, and I think we knew this, that uh, the actor who played Carlos died um, last year. Oh, I do remember. Yeah, which was sad. Um, you saying that. Yeah, that is. That is sad. Yeah. Other thoughts? Um, oh, that when Audrey turned evil, uh, they explicitly made her hair and clothing darker. Because we gotta, we, we gotta, gotta signpost that light and dark, right? And she, she's they also like really blondified her in this film because yes. previously it was really more of that natural brown. Mm-hmm. I, I assume it was her actual hair. hair. Yeah, we didn't have a budget film. for 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 a minor character to have a goofy wig. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but very blonde. Yes, and um. Yeah, but I thought that was an interesting choice, especially because when you have like Mal's very dark costume and like the arc of the first two movies and Mal, like she goes to the brighter pinks for a big chunk of the second movie because she's trying to be all princessy mm-hmm. and then realizes she doesn't have to be like that to be a good person and then goes back to her more traditional purples and greens. Right. So 
different parts of the film are not talking to other parts. Yes. And following and through on that. Honestly, a thought I had during the movie is like, this movie feels like it was made by six different people simultaneously mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. were not talking to each other. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I'm still I'm still thinking about restorative justice. Yeah. Um, and how I wasn't really thinking about that in the two films. Maybe because they didn't completely free the other island. Yes. But also, Hades has to come over to Oridon to wake up Audrey. Audrey. Because Audrey has been defeated. She's turned back, quote-unquote, good. Yes, which we're going to identify because her outfit is different. light pink and blonde hair. <laughs> But she is dying. Yes. So they bring Hades over to he can fix her. resuscitate her. And he's like, quite bluntly, oh, oh, it's just bad judgment when one of you does something yeah. horrible. But for us, you <laughs> lock us up and throw us away the key. And yeah. there's no reaction. Yeah, nobody, like, questions. And, like, Hades like, has a point. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> but, like, bringing down the... <laughs> The analogy to um, the prison system yeah. in the U.S. I was like, no one. Maybe someone in the writer's room was like slyly putting that in. What if but, we have him say this? He's indignant about this thing. But like, I feel like that got slipped past the censor somehow. <laughs> I, I was like, what? It's like, what? What are we doing? Yes, no, that that's exactly it. Like, you're gonna give her, Audrey another chance. Yeah, and it was never in question that she was getting another chance or should be saved. Yeah, that and, was just what you were going to do. Yeah, she and, was just unhappy, and so she made some bad choices because of things in her life, and we can't write her off completely for that. I mean, she comes from a privileged background, and she yeah. was good up until now, and she comes from a good family. Yeah, she's a princess. <laughs> Although, arguably, a lot of the villains were royalty, or yes. they wanted to be royalty. Well, I like... mean, Evil Queen was explicitly a queen. Yes. Um, I don't think Maleficent was royalty. She was she was no. a godmother. She was a fairy. Yeah. Maybe not a fairy godmother, but she that her whole thing got, got started because she didn't in, get invited to Aurora's christening. Right, right. Um, so she was in that fairy space. So she was a fairy, witch, sorcerer, sorceress. Something, yeah. Um, Jafar was looking to royalty. He was an advisor. He was yes. looking to take the crown. Uh, Gaston just wanted to marry Belle. Yeah. Um, and have everybody love his muscles. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ursula was a sea witch. Yeah, she wanted she wanted the the crown. I just That's watched right. I just right. watched uh, Little Mermaid for the first time. Right, she in like she a tries decade. to marry the the prince. prince. prince well, Eric. she she wanted um, Poseidon's crown too. Uh, yeah. Or Triton, King Triton's crown. Not Poseidon. Different mythology. So the desire for the crown when you are not royalty is evil. Is evil. As depicted in Descendants 3. Yeah. <laughs> but if you are already royalty and you wanted a bigger crown. That's fine. Then. Yeah, uh, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I haven't seen Hercules in so long. I don't remember exactly what Hades' motivation was. I don't think was. I've ever seen Hercules. I saw it like in the theater when it came yeah. out and I've never seen it since. I mean, I figured probably Hades was... The same motivation Hades always has had. He's not really a bad guy in in mythology. Yeah, it's he's just not. The, he's just like, the lord of the underworld. Um, I think it's a very Western concept of 
good and evil mm-hmm. rather than kind of like the light, light and dark sides of life. Yeah. The Greeks arguably are the birthplace of Western civilization. It's a lot more complicated yeah. than that. But I think a lot more that, than that. Um, <laughs> that doesn't mean that they were quite with the good and evil. Yeah. Angels and demons. I agree. Of, of things. So everything is happily. I think they might have concluded it. It seemed like they got that that yeah, bridgeway open. Like, I feel like there's nowhere to go And those this. actors are going to be like 30 soon. Yeah. So. Well, they must had they graduated by this point? It was unclear. <laughs> there was no there was like I guess Audrey was in the dorms still. Like they that's where they found her room. Was like, yeah. "Oh, she's still living in the dorms I because didn't. of summer school." And so like my guess was like they graduated it didn't seem to me like Recently? they graduated. Yeah. yeah. Which is why I feel like it's a little early for Mal and, and Ben to get engaged and married. But Absolutely. Uh, that's that's how we do in the, yeah. in the films. <laughs> what else? There's something else. Is, um, but it's gone. There. Oh, this one also I feel like had more children in it, which yes. also is making me think, are they thinking that these actors are getting too old for some of the viewers mm-hmm. to relate Connect to? With. Yeah. The actors playing Mal and Evie. Yeah. And well, we, had, we brought in Dizzy and Celia and Squeaky and... Squawky? The two... Schmees. Yeah, Schmees twins. Um, I wrote down the names because they're like, what? Uh, Squeaky and Squirmy. Yeah. And Squeaky and Squirmy had, like, one line. <laughs> and uh, Dizzy got sidelined, despite having a pretty big part in the last one. Like, I expected more of her characterization, but we didn't get any of that. And then Celia got a fair amount of, of screen time and story presence. But it was, like, it felt like we were setting up, like, the Descendants, the next generation. Yes. And then yes. they didn't do anything with that. No, because we don't know anything about the characters. Yeah. Um, we didn't really get to see them sing or dance mm-hmm. or anything. Um, it does feel like, uh, again, this is a problem of sequels and, and whatnot, but the last few Disney films um, in sequels and the third one mm-hmm. and the fourth one, um, they dumb it down. Yeah. They start with something that like kind of adults can enjoy mm-hmm. and that... You know, and that like that's great storytelling for kids. Yeah, like treat kids like they're un- they can understand. Like they're small adults. <laughs> they can follow kind of semi complex storylines yeah. and nuanced characters. Because usually they can. Yeah, and it, like they're going to keep coming back to it as yeah. they get older and older. Um, but it does feel like they kind of take that away. But singing and dancing. Yeah, we're, we've come a long way. I think in the the Disney Channel star. Um, I feel like they're just, like, at this point, growing um, Disney Channel stars. In a that, lab? Yeah. That, in a, yeah, in a lab <laughs> uh, that can sing, dance. Do it all. Act. Not terribly. I mean, they're, they're not yeah, the I strongest didn't, I didn't actors. I know but... uh, Audrey could sing. Yeah, she sang on Charmed once. I don't remember that, but... Yeah, well, you didn't know that they were played by the same actor. I didn't know they were played so by the same actor for a long time. So that's, that um, I don't think she had a solo song in yeah. the first one, but she was in some of the ensemble numbers. Yeah. Um, just look at my other things. 
technology was very weirdly constructed in this universe. I had questions about it. Like, there were cell phones. There were cell phones. But anytime they needed to, like, send a message to the island, they have to go to the island. Like, there's no cross service on the island or email. Well, they live, you know, in squalor on the island, so they don't get cell phones. I guess. Or mail. Yeah. Or radio. Ham radio. They have, but they had TV in the first movie because the adults... They had, they had TV on this one, they too. They did. The adults news. were watching the news from Oradon. Like, there's some yeah. sort of, like, that's a radio broadcast at the very least, yeah. sending signals over the air. Just just a thought I had. I was like, what? Did, how does any of this work? What, what are we doing here? Also, Jane, I don't know if this is supposed to be a magic wand or what, but she basically had a squirt gun that she, like... Yes! One of those silly, like, stick squirt yes! guns Yes! Those are some of the have. best squirt guns, though. Yeah, but you get to, like... Like, <laughs> le- like, make it a legitimate magic device. She filled was, it with the, the water! And squirted it on It was on amazing! Beast, or Ben as the beast. Yes! I loved that! <laughs> it was so ridiculous. <laughs> She's like, oh, wait, we have this pond full of magic water that removes spells. I'm going to use it. Again, once, again, and then never mentioned it again. What about everybody else who got spelled? Like, oh, we have this solution. We could just go squirt everybody who's asleep or a stone, and we fixed it. But no, the only the ember is powerful enough to break this enchantment, except for when it's not. <laughs> again, the, the moments were good. The parts were greater than the sum. <laughs> Um, I did write. So I was writing as I was writing notes. I was like, "Does Hades get a kid? Like, we do have anybody who, like, this is the first time we've had a villain without an established child beforehand." And of course, uh, of course, yeah. That, they the did answer was yes. They, they did. So I up. felt good about that. Um, I had a question about when we were going into Hades. This movie, these movies, just make me filled with questions. They go, "What? What about? What about?" Um. So Hades had a big beware of three-headed dog sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mal was very concerned about this when Celia was taking her down. She's like, how big is this dog? Like, should we be concerned? And we hear the barking in the distance. And all I could think about was, like, how Carlos in the first movie had never seen a dog. Like, there are no dogs on this island. Like, huh. that's that's an established part of the universe is, like, the first time he sees one, he's terrified because... Mostly because of the trauma of his mother, like, treating him the way she did. But also, like, because he had never encountered one before. But apparently Hades has a three-headed dog and, like, nobody bats an eye at that or nobody's concerned by that. Uh, that, that doesn't run across my radar, but that is that is true. And, of course, That's it turns out to not be a dog. It's a record of a dog barking. But the point remains, like, that there was, like, nobody questioned whether or not Hades had a dog. They were, they were, they were fooled by that at well, some point. Well, I also feel like more people would have known Hades has a dog. Like, yeah. Like, it's a big deal. You walk past his lair, he's got the sign, you, you hear the, the barking. barking. Like, why is this a surprise? Yeah, because his lair wasn't, like, hidden. It was just locked. Yeah. <laughs> it was very clearly, like, where he hangs out. Um, I did think the minecart that they had to pedal to get down to him was very silly and moved slower than walking would have. <laughs> Like, all right, let's put on our helmets and hop onto this thing and then pedal very slowly down this mine shaft. <laughs> Hades busting out the tambourine oh, in his in duet. What? That was, that was very Hades-like. Yeah. To play the tambourine. Yeah, just bust out the, the tambourine. Uh, 
I don't know if I have much else. That's... You remember a lot more. I wrote it all down as it was happening. That's, That's my trick. That is a good trick. Um... Oh, yeah, when Audrey covered the doors in the cabin with, like, wooden planks, and then they used magic, and they had to work together to make them go away. Mm-hmm. Una and Mal. Una and Mal, yes. Cast a spell together. together. Which is, of course, like, the premise of the film. The You know, if we're going to point to the arc of the story, it's the Mal and Una have to work together to save everything. Um, But, like... I didn't understand, like, why the planks were that big of a deal. It locked them into the house. They couldn't get out. Do they not have, like, things to remove the planks with? Like They're a hammer? Spelled. They're, like, spelled nails that don't come out without another spell. I guess. That was not clearly established, but I'll let it go. Um, oh, here's the thing that bugged me. And I realize Audrey is just being, like, jealous and petty and a little mean girly. But... When they're bringing the new kids out of the island and Hades runs out and he sticks his hand out and he tries to break the thing open and then Mal has to turn into a dragon to blast fire at him and then like struggles because he's got magic once he gets it outside of the the barrier. Mm-hmm. His magic works again. And like she struggles and they get her they get him back in, you know, team effort and stuff like that. And Audrey's like, how do they expect her to be queen if she can't even protect us? No one else has magic. I'm like, what were y'all doing before Mal showed up? How did you get everyone Audrey was just reaching. She had run out of avenues. So she was just reaching for any reason. Well, and, and then, like, when things start going wrong, like, it's up to the kids again to go solve the problem. I'm like, is there no, like, standing army? Like, how did they deal with any of these problems before these kids showed up? Kevin, have you watched any TV show with teenagers Never. As the I have never watched a TV show with a teenager Have you noticed how they never bring their parents in? <laughs> Ever? Do, do you I, remember Stranger Things? I do. do. Do you remember the parents ever helping defeat the other side? Uh, yes. Upside down? Well, oh, okay. Wayne and Ryder and, and, and the sheriff. Okay, yes. They yes, were, I do. They were in the know. They were in I the know. I do remember that. The example I was going to reach for was um, the 100. Where, like, eventually, from what I've seen of it, I have not finished watching the 100 to the point that Amy has. But up into, like, season three or four, like, the the young teenage girl is, like, the leader of everyone, and everyone follows her lead. There's some power yes. struggles and things like that. Yes, but, that's a pretty constant. But, constant like, she line. is the closest thing that show has to a protagonist and is the leader, not necessarily by choice. She kind of gets thrust into it. There's a lot of right, nuance. that's part of the storyline. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Um, it's a really good show. Check it out. Uh, but, like, yes. Lots of lots of teens in trouble. I feel like any show no, about teens. I'm just use... very aware of it for some reason in this movie. I don't. I think it may be because you might be more on like getting towards the parent side of age rather it than probably the doesn't teenagers, help. and you're like, why, <laughs> you children? <laughs> what are you doing, you babies? What are you doing? I mean, they do try and get the fairy godmother to go get her wand. Like they do tell her to mm-hmm. go get that, and then she gets stopped because. Yeah, but for a fairy godmother, having this wand and kind of having been the main magic person in mm-hmm. Oridon has seems to have very little magic power or agency. <laughs> like, 
Well, I mean, that, the wand was the thrust of the first movie. It was right. very much get the wand and, and then I can control everything with my wand and my scepter. Yeah. But, um, I mean, they got to keep it in the museum, but, like, it really makes sense to me to, like, maybe have that closer by in case of magic incursion. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have Hades trying to escape and, like, there's some danger and we are on a higher alert status, maybe go get it earlier. <laughs> just These are all pet, like, like minor things. They don't hurt the movie at all. They're just silly, goofy things that I think about when we watch this movie. Uh, dancing on that bridge seemed really unsafe. I'm sure it was magically reinforced. Okay. And if you fell no into the rings. water... Like, Uno's there. She probably can swim very well. Yeah. She's a, you know, sea creature. Speaking of Una, I did have a realization when I was watching The Little Mermaid a couple weeks ago that Una getting very big at the end of Descendants 2 is actually reminiscent of Little Mermaid mm-hmm. because Ursula gets really big. She is. And I didn't remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, that's where they got it from. I wish we'd ever seen Ursula. Ursula's a right, fantastic I, we character. We didn't see the villain. We don't see the villains anymore. No. Oh, we, we, we saw, saw Hades. We saw Hades and the guy from Princess and the Frog. Oh yeah, and Smee. and Smee, and and the evil stepmother. Oh yeah, one well, was that the stepmother? I felt like that was like a grandmother. No, it was no, a stepmother. That would You're be, right. Yeah, Priscilla is her mother, which yeah. is one of the stepsisters. Stepmother is grandma. You're right. You're right. Yeah, we saw them, but we couldn't get the original villains back. No. Oh, I wish we had, because they all did really good. Yeah. <laughs> Again, one of the better parts of the first movie. Yeah. I mean, well, maybe the best part of the first movie was Christian Chenoweth as Maleficent. Mm-hmm. Like, just perfect casting. But no. No. Yeah, that was Descendants 3. One weird side fact. When we paused the movie in the middle, I was trying to look up who Hades was played by. Uh-huh. Like, oh. I also looked him up, because I was like, oh, yeah, this he's, guy looks familiar. He's been in a lot of things. Um, what I discovered that he was in that made me go, what is this? There was a TV show on the Audience Network, which is a DirecTV exclusive channel that was also home to the last three seasons of, uh, two or three seasons of Friday Night Lights before it got put elsewhere. Um, I've lost the, the link. Ooh, Hades, Cheyenne Jackson. Curb Your Enthusiasm. He was on Glee for a season or two, like late late period Glee. Mm-hmm. He was an American Horror Story. Um, but the thing that I was like, what? Was, where'd it go? Full Circle, which was a TV series in 2013, 14, and 15, or roughly. It had three seasons of 10 episodes each. That was basically La Ronde. Each episode was 30 minutes long and was two characters having a conversation. And the next episode was one of the characters leaves and a new one comes in. And then they do the full circle. Oh, interesting. And I was like, that sounds really interesting. Until I saw it was created by Neil LeBute, in which case I lost all interest. (laughs) For context, La Ronde is a play. We did it in college. It's a French play. I don't remember who it's about. But it's two characters... At a time, mm-hmm. telling a story and, in a circle. Yeah, it's a it's a fantastic narrative device. Like I love it as a piece of like storytelling. Yeah. So in a circle, not like standing in a circle, but characters A and B have a scene, then B and C have a scene, then C and D, then C and, and, D and eventually and it comes e back to, to e a. a. Yeah, and 
Yeah, and that's about yeah. relationships and whatnot. And Neil Labute is a playwright and screenwriter occasionally mm-hmm. who college students freaking love. They do. And he's such a misogynist yeah. jerk. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he's not great. Um, I mean, it doesn't look like he was the writer on it very much. Oh, no, he wrote he wrote ten episodes. He wrote the first season. A so. full circle. Nothing to do with Descendants. No, three. but I was I was just it was an interesting journey I went on while you were in the bathroom. Okay. <laughs> um, Neil Labute also created The Island, which yes. I might watch one day. <laughs> one of the worst TV shows ever yeah. in history. Yeah, it's up there. Uh, but go watch Descendants. Go watch Descendants three. It's fun. It's goofy. <laughs> It has a pro-restorative justice yeah. storyline. Accidentally, Accidental I believe. Accidental pro-restorative justice. <laughs> so if you thought it was a happy ending and liked it, you might be pro-restorative justice too. <laughs> Just putting that out yeah, there. It's good to think about. Yeah. All right. Well, say goodnight, Amy. <sighs> Good night, Amy.